blessing. All on the beach in big coats, wasn't it? Yeah, very uh, uh, pure shores. <laughs> well, pure shores was a bit more exotic than uh, looked like they were on uh, Camber Sands. <laughs> Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where we take a brilliant pop music album and talk about it track by track. Yes, we do this on the Tuesdays and we also have our new music drop on the Saturdays. And on the turntable this week, we've got Chasing Lights by the Saturdays. Ooh, Dan, how does it feel to be talking about a five-piece girl band that isn't Spice Girls or Girls Aloud? It feels very good, Will. And can you believe it's taken us two years to talk about the Saturdays? Yes, I can believe it because there's been so much other music to talk about and we've had the Saturdays on our long list for a long time but I think there was always someone else uh, girl band wise that we wanted to feature because we're very big fans of Spice Girls and Girls Aloud and others, Sugar Babes for example, etc. But we're finally here and what's the reason for today of all days Dan? Yes, we're finally here with a tenuous link and it's not so tenuous. It's 12 years ago today that Saturdays released their debut single If This Is Love. And that is the first single and we're talking about the album that it came from today. Uh, The Saturdays were formed uh, way back in 2007. Uh, They're on a bit of a hiatus at the moment which they have been on for the last four or five years. Dan, can you name the Saturdays? I think I can. So we've got Frankie and Rochelle who of course were previously from S Club Juniors or S Club 8. We've also got Vanessa, Una and Molly. Very good. And the Saturdays, I think, do you think they're due a comeback? How would you feel about if the Saturdays announced next week that they're coming back again? I think it would be a good thing. I think, you know, this year has been just dire for many reasons, hasn't it? And I think any any positivity that comes through is a good thing. I've seen a few tweets from some of our followers who are desperate for more Saturdays. Uh, Will, are you chomping at the bit from more from the Saturdays? I wouldn't say I was chomping at any bits, but it would be nice. It'd be lovely to have some new songs from them. I wouldn't be as feverish about a comeback from them as I would be from Spice Girls or Girls Aloud, to be honest. And that's not a reflection on them. Before anyone writes in, we don't hate the Saturdays. Uh, We wouldn't be talking about them on the podcast if we did. And we've both been very vocal before about how much... Spice Girls are my favourite girl band, one of my favourite bands of all time, and the same for you for Girls Aloud. And I'm sure the lovely Saturdays would appreciate that. Uh, absolutely. And they did tour with Girls Aloud, actually, when they're first uh, around their sort of first album era. So I'm sure they're all great mates. I'm sure. It feels like a good fit. And what have they been up to, Will, during hiatus? I think it's mainly been babies and co-presenting this morning. <laughs> for all involved. <laughs> they do uh, one day a week. And solo career-wise, I know Molly's had some music out, but I'm not too sure about any of the others. I thought Ina... Uh, <laughs> Ina Shopples. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Ina, love. <laughs> I thought Una had done something. Maybe a bit of a, a country. Yeah, it, yeah, she did. Something a little bit more rustic. Mm. Um, but Molly had... Did you ever hear uh, Hair Down by Molly? I d- no, I don't think I did. Oh, I can feel an If We're Lucky coming on. <laughs> um, in the waters. It was... 
It was a Xenomania banger. So let's, if we're lucky, let's have a little bit of it. So, Dan, did you enjoy that? Yeah, obviously we're playing that because we're such big Xenomania fans and that doesn't disappoint. It's a bit of a synthy electro explosion. With a bit of brass on top, Mm. just for good measure. Um, But hopefully that got you warmed up a little bit because we can now dive into the album Chasing Lights. Released on the 28th of October 2008. And for our text today, we are going to be using the original version of the album released then, not the re-release from March the following year. Although we might just squeeze in uh, a uh, little little cover uh, of a song that's on the re-release version. Because mm. uh, it's very appropriate to our interests. Absolutely. So... Uh, lots of different uh, collaborators uh, to talk about as well, Dan, which I know you'll be like a pig in shit uh, over. Uh, you do like that detail. <laughs> I do. Uh, but should we get stuck in? Yep, great idea. So, side one, track one, and a very happy 12th birthday too. If This Is Love. That was If This Is Love, the debut single. Um, and this, I remember when this first came out, I was immediately sitting up and listening to this because I loved the music style. As a fan of the likes of Girls Aloud, uh, this is very much not too far down the street from them. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's not too far away, but also it didn't sound like a Girls Aloud song. It kind of, they were coming in with single number one with their own spin. Uh, and this was a big hit for them. So a storming debut got to number three in the UK singles chart. Jolly well done, girls. Well done. Yeah, so this samples Yazoo's 1982 single situation. Yazoo, not anyone that we've talked about in the podcast before, I don't think, Will, but probably should be spoken about at some point because they are synth-pop legends. Uh, of course, made up of Alison Moye and Vince Clark. Legend Alison Moyet uh, and Vince Clark, one half of Erasure. Yes, and formerly of Depeche Mode. So, so just there's a real pop caliber there. And let's have, if we're lucky, let's have a little bit of the original. Oh, Dan, that's just such an iconic 
pop song from the 80s. I absolutely love Yazoo. Yeah, likewise. Um, I, I'm going to put them on the long list right away, actually, Will. But I like how it definitely is just, it's not a cover of the song. It just very much is a sample of that. Um, and it works perfectly. And on, I love how on the If This Is Love track, it's it's really faithful to an 80s sound. But the song itself is very much sort of uh, more kind of pure pop with a kind of hint of R&B on there as well. Because they're quite... I think that comes through on the on the verses are quite sultry with the vocals. So songwriters on this one, of course, uh, of course, Moye and Clark get a get a, get the name on there. Uh, we've also got Remy, uh, who is behind some of the hits, including Jamelia's Superstar, which we have spoke about quite recently, and so we're going to touch on that uh, whole album. And Beverly Knight's "Keep This Fire Burning." I loved this era of Beverly Knight. I think we should put this on the long list as well. Uh, you've also got on there Ina. Uh, Ina Rolson, who goes by the name Ina, who is known for some songwriting. She's worked with Melanie C, Sophie Ellis-Bexter, Steps. But she is also a singer-songwriter in her own right, having worked with the likes of Calvin Harris on the massive smash How Deep Is Your Love and also Jack Jones' Breathe. Uh, and it's produced by Cutfather, who we spoke about very recently on the Kylie Aphrodite episode. I mean, what a great caliber, Will, just on that first single alone. Uh, they certainly had everything... Um going with them um, for their debut. Also, it's worth mentioning that they were on Fascination Records, which is part of Polydor, which was uh, the uh, Girls Allowed uh, label. Um, but all, they were also, Fascination were also behind things like the uh, We Love Pop uh, brand, which has gone on to have media, uh, nightclub nights, uh, and all sorts going on there. Um, and a very track-by-track friendly roster of artists. Uh, And they were also behind the soundtracks for two of your favourites, or actually three of your favourites, Dan, uh, the St Trinian's films, Britannia High and Mamma Mia. Oh, love Mamma Mia, really? Yeah. I do love Mamma Mia. That's no, there's no jokes there. I'm a massive fan. Uh, Track number two now, and this is... Section. Up is where we go from here, finest selection. This could take us anywhere, I don't want protection. Life is better off the line. Uh, so up there, and as expected from a British girl band, track number two is single number two. Also, they for me, they achieved the rare feat, uh, which Girls Aloud did as well, having their second single being even better than a very good debut single. I would actually say, I'd say for Spice Girls as well, I do prefer Say You'll Be There to Wannabe, despite the fact that Wannabe is probably their most known song. Um, and also, when a song says up, more often than not, you cannot help but kind of be lifted and want to throw your arms up. Well, and we were actually doing the kind of pointy up, up, yeah. uh, hand signals, hand gestures. The video was very memorable because they were kind of leaping around platforms uh, and they all had different coloured tights on. Ah, I'm not sure what they, whether they were Pretty Polly or uh, Supermarket Own Brand. I don't know. <laughs> uh, ladies, if you're listening, please do let us know. We're dying to find out. Uh, actually, ladies, if you're listening, don't even dignify that comment with a response because it was 
very ridiculous. <laughs> like most of the content on all of our episodes. Um, I just love the production in this. It's very cla- crisp, classy production. And there are more sirens and alarms in this song than an episode of Track by Track. <laughs> or Casualty. Um, <laughs> and also, I love that the synths on this one, the synths and the, and the kind of patterns, actually, for me, sound more 80s than If This Is Love, which obviously sampled an 80s uh, track. Somehow, I don't know how that happened. Uh, this did really well. It got to number five in the singles charts, um, which was not quite as good as their debut, but still pretty brilliant for a new act, a new act establishing itself. Uh, and also, there's a great B-side, uh, but more about that later. Hmm. So on writing duties on this one, Ina uh, appears again. She appears on a lot of the tracks on this album, actually. Uh, but you've also got the duo of Quiz and La Rossi. I don't think we've mentioned them before, Will, actually, do you? No. Uh, but they have no. written some bangers, uh, including Steps, Here and Now, Jerry's Ride It, which, uh, you know, one of her best, most underrated songs, I'd say, and also Atomic Kitten's Cradle, which I think is one of the most underrated girl band ballads ever. I think it's a really stunning song. It's a bold statement to make, Dan, but uh, good for you for putting it out there. Uh, thank you very much. This got some real love, uh, this track. So Nick Levine from Digital Spy uh, said it boasted a memorable chorus, sharp production and the best use of sirens in a pop song since Mystique Scandalous. Oh. And Caroline Sullivan in The Guardian uh, said uh, it was high quality pop and a delicious moment from Chasing Lights. And uh, Pop Justice called it a world class song. Can I just say delicious moment? Sounds to me like the kind of caption you'd put on a photo of a hot chocolate on Instagram. <laughs> you know me too well. <laughs> so, track number three? Uh, number three now, and this is Keep Her. Not single number three, so not following the classic pattern there, sadly. No, this is the first album track, and I have to say uh, it impresses. I love the windy, snaking electro pulse that's going through that. Uh, And then you get to the chorus and bang, through the roof. And I I have to say, well, that's a new musical term there. Have you started work on the next, uh, next book for Christmas release? Well, uh, the publishers ask, uh, I'm sure you've been ignoring their emails, but I have <laughs> not. The publishers do want something content because it's got to go to the printers in August. Christ. Well, that's uh, that's next week. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I better add some in myself here as well then. Um, I really like, I agree, the, I like how it's quite a stark electropop synth to the verse and then it just comes in with the vocals on on the chorus real uh harmonies and they add a lot of soul to it i think soul but a lot of power as well it's the power chorus it's very empowering the chorus and it's another one of those ones you just want to belt out uh which we didn't do on this occasion because uh you went to the toilet while the song was playing had to spend a penny 
I do apologise about that. Sorry, it's a peep behind the curtain there. <laughs> uh, so behind this song, we have David Erickson, who has written tracks for acts from S Club 7 to Show a Crow, and is also a judge on Norwegian Idol. And also Thomas Erickson, uh, a.k.a. Earwolf, who has remixed for the likes of Franz Ferdinand and Alaya. But together, they worked on uh, Dum Dum by Rachel Stevens. Ah, and all she wants is love. And all she wants is Dum Dum love. Mm. Um, I think, do you think this first, I think this first album is the their purest pop album they've done. Because I think the future ones are a little bit, they venture into kind of R&B light, but also into real electro and dance pop. Oh, well, actually, do you know what? Well, this I've got to get a confession out here. Um, this oh, is this where you say you haven't actually listened to any of the other Saturdays albums? I, I hadn't listened to this one either until <laughs> until before recording. <laughs> Honestly, oh. I I always thought the Saturdays put out some great singles. I think every one was really good, but just for whatever reason, I didn't listen to the albums and own the albums. So it's going to be interesting. Actually, I've I've enjoyed going through this one. It's going to be interesting. I will have to go through the next few albums. Do you at least know All Fired Up? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, the singles, I'm all... I'm quite on board with Gentleman. That's another one. Uh, is there a disco? What about a disco? A gentleman. <laughs> so, 1999. Um, we're not going to play any of these tracks from the other albums because we probably will do them again. We'll probably do them at some point. I'm sure, yeah. Right. Track number four now. And this is... Issues. Don't know if I should hate you or miss you Damn, I wish that I could resist you Can't decide if I should leave you or kiss you Issues there. Yes, and following the five-piece British girl band rules laid out before them, single three is a ballad. Uh, And this was released uh, in January 2009 with a B-side, which is a cover of... Was it a cover? Which was a cover. Of? The original song by Bob Gaudio and Peggy Farina. Called Begging. <laughs> oh, did you, I don't think you said that. <laughs> <laughs> so issues got to number four, so it went up a spot for the third single. It is, it is a nice ballad. I like that mix of it's quite kind of the beats are a little bit R and B, but then there's that acoustic guitar in there, which we don't often compliment an acoustic guitar on track by track, do we? But it works really nicely on this one, uh, and the strings are quite lovely as well. Uh, not my favourite song on the album. But certainly not my least favourite song on the album. But you're not talking about the artwork. <laughs> and do you remember the controversy around the lyrics on this one, Will? No. What was what was going on? So for, for some reason, it's one of those things that just sticks in my head. Um, the lyric was, can't decide if I should slap you or kiss you. But because of how it was sung, it sounded a little bit like, uh, can't decide if I should stab you or kiss you. Um, and it was... It was seemed it was deemed to be so close to sounding like that that they actually re-recorded it for the single release. So it said, "Can't decide if I should leave you or kiss you," which uh, for me just doesn't work quite as well. Slap you is much better, um, 
And also, you know, obviously they didn't, they didn't want it to sound like stabbing because it's a very vicious thing. But, you know, slapping's, slapping can be quite harmful. And do you remember happy slapping? Yeah. Uh, you tried to bring it back, didn't you, last year? Yeah, I tried to petition on the internet and all sorts of things. I was just going around. You were filming me. Um, but to no avail. So you got, you got carried away and you you did it to that guy who was like six foot six, built like a brick shit house. Uh, brick shit brick house. No, brick <laughs> shit house. Um, and he just took offence. Yes. Knocked you, knocked you to the floor. Uh, you're quite right too, actually, I must say, because although I was egging you on at the time, I did think you were taking the piss. You uh, you just stood there and watched, though. You didn't step in to help. Well, I was I was filming it, and uh, it was uh, went down a storm on Twitter. <laughs> uh, so behind this song, uh, we have Carl Sturken and Evan Rogers. So these are a legendary musical duo that I can't believe we've never spoken about before. And they've been going for some time as well. So one of their earliest uh, projects was they worked on the comeback of Donny Osmond. Uh, it's, he's not on the long list, Will. Is it going to go on there? No. No. Quite right, too. <laughs> uh, also worked with Debbie Gibson in the early 90s, which made me remember, I think Debbie Gibson used to, uh, I think she was in the West End version of Greece, and I had the cassette score of it or the soundtrack and i remember having a filofax in the early 90s and it asked you what's your favorite male singer what's your favorite female singer and i had debbie gibson down as my favorite female singer oh uh, so, favorite, so innocent back then my favorite male i think was pavarotti because my grandma liked him <laughs> gibson and pavarotti oh what a, what a duo crime um, fighting <laughs> um but then rogers evan rogers of the duo actually discovered rihanna while visiting family in Barbados and brought her to Jay-Z. Uh, and then they worked on uh, songs including Ponder Replay, Shut Up and Drive, and many more for Rihanna. And they've done so much more in between as well. Two brilliant Rihanna songs. Yeah. And and she, we've, we've said this a lot lately. I think because the more we talk about music and the people behind them, and then we hear about other people they worked with, it's kind of a, re- a realisation to us that we need to talk about them. So the long list is just getting longer. We might have to go to two episodes proper a week, Will. Oh, be shattered. Mm. Like Emmerdale Farm back in the early days. <laughs> uh, moving on now to track number five, and this is Lies. So another album track there, Lies, and behind that one, once again, it's those lovely Ericsson brothers with Ina. How was that one for you, Will? Uh, the chorus is brilliant. Um, lies, lies. Uh, that sounds like a completely different song, actually. But uh... was that McFly's <laughs> lies you were doing just there? <laughs> we should talk about them actually at some point. I agree. What was your favourite McFly song? Just quick, quick, quick tangent. Um, I'd have thought Party Girl would have been up your street. 
I don't know at the moment, Dan. I just just can't think at the moment. I'm too focused on girls, as ever. Um, so (laughs) it's another fantastic powerful chorus in this one isn't it it is and i think this is something they really really honed in on in that first album is harmonizing to belt out a power chorus and i don't think you had it so much because in the following albums because a lot of the songs then were like whole big bangers hmm I think we've got Frankie on lead vocals at the opening of this track. It feels like Frankie doesn't often take the lead, um, but it is nice to hear her on there. Did get me thinking, actually, about the whole Frankie and Rochelle. It's, it's really odd that not just one person from a former pop band would then go into another hugely successful pop band, but the fact that two of them did it, it's quite it's quite a, um oddity, isn't it? Well, I wonder how they came, I wonder how it all came to pass, actually. Maybe they had a referral scheme or something like that. Refer a friend and get £300. Yeah. Do you think we'll ever see a S Club 8 or Juniors reunion? I don't know, because I think most of them aren't even in the music business. So no, I think it'd be very hard to do. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, I remember I wrote an article years ago about that referenced them and I had to find them all out. And some, obviously, uh, these two are very successful in... in uh, music and presenting and other things as well. Uh, but some have gone into more stage, some have gone into more choreography, and then some, as you mentioned, have sort of disappeared. One was on X Factor as well one year as well. I think it might be Daisy. Uh, also, uh, just we mentioned McFly, and it just sparked something, and I just looked it up and I checked. Um, Frankie used to go out with, and around the, this time, go out with uh, Dougie from McFly. Yes, of course. I forgot all about that, yeah. And he also famously went out with uh, Ellie Goulding. Yeah, he was the uh, the the womanizer, wasn't he, of McFly? Very good looking lad. Oh no, Harry was always the best one of that lot. Oh well, at least we won't be fighting over <laughs> one of them <laughs> for a change. <laughs> but yeah, lies, and as well as that powerful chorus, riddle of the jagged synths in the uh, verses as well. Track number six now. Uh, this is a big one. This is Wick. <laughs> Wick. So, Dan, that's my favourite song on the album. I I thought it might be, actually. I definitely would have put it as your top three, but I thought it might be. What makes it your number one? It's a real perky, very memorable, catchy number. And I love the work, work. Again, you punch the air with every, with every work in the chorus. I think it was just, it was just for me one of their big songs. Or the, and it was, their, it was released as a single as well. It was the fifth single to be released for them as well. Didn't do so well. Got to number 22 in the charts. Uh, but I think it was because it was very much a fan favourite. Um, and it probably was probably borderline whether it was going to be released because it was actually released after the charity single Just Can't Get Enough, which was the fourth single, which wasn't featured on the original version of the album. I think I did read as well that this was 
initially lined up to be the third single instead of Issues. So I think if it had come then, it would have done very, very well. I think, mm. you know, Issues did better than the other two. I think this could have even gone further to maybe, you know, number one, perhaps. It's just, I love the, I just love the energy of it. And I really think this was what the Saturdays did really well, was these really catchy uh, pop bops uh, with them all uh, in her, in harmony together. Definitely. And again, this is, it's an amazing girl band pop song, but I can't imagine girls allowed doing this. They were, you know, they were probably likened to each other quite a lot because they were two five uh, piece British girl bands, but there's a very different sound and style to them, isn't there? This is a bit more sophisticated electro pop, whereas Girls and I were a bit more kind of down and dirty, brassy and boppy mm. pop. And they've all got their place. Absolutely. In the kitchen. <laughs> um, so behind this song, we have got Harry Summerdahl, who has worked with Robin on Here We Go and Where Did Our Love Go? Uh, and we've also got Calais Engstrom, who has worked with Ace of Bass and Celine Dion. Lots of greats there. Um, but what I love about this, it made me think of there's so many great songs out there called Work. Uh, off the top of my head, I'm thinking of Kelly Rowland's work, The Free Masons Mix, a banger. Um, there is Rihanna's work, of course. And then more apt for 2020, Work From Home by Fifth Harmony. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, uh, I said it before, and I'll say it again. I love your musical uh, <laughs> what, what, reconstructions. It just saves time, Dan, having to edit music clips in all oh, the time. God, in fact, I think we'll hopefully we'll get to a stage where we don't put thirty seconds of the song on. You'll just sing for thirty seconds of the song. <laughs> That'd be ideal. Let's head on now to track number seven, a title track from the album. Now, this is "Chasing Lights." said two interesting words when that track started oh christ (laughs) wishy-washy i said that off recording for a reason will (laughs) uh this is the title track of the album but it is definitely an album track yeah it is um it's quite strummy isn't it it's a bit kind of similar to issues in that way but issues just had a little bit more about it i think Uh, although chasing lights as a title reminds me of um, when I have you round to mine and I've got that laser pen that I sort of shine on the floor and up the walls and you chase it around like a cat. It really confuses you. <laughs> this is, I think it's not my favourite song on the album. Uh, it's quite it's quite airy-fairy. It's quite light and breezy, which is fine, which is pleasant enough. Um, but it's not my least favourite song on the album either. That's, that's, that's good to hear. High praise indeed. Um, so behind this one, we have Chris Braid, uh, Chris is a songwriter and a producer. He's done lots of work with Sia, including uh, Kill and Run from the Great Gatsby soundtrack, which I think is a stunning song and a fantastic soundtrack. He also did uh, Helium with her from Fifty Shades Darker, which I know you're a big fan of those. Well, you prefer the books, don't you? Yeah, because you can really 
imagine everything that's going on. <laughs> I do not want to know what's going on in your imagination. <laughs> um, although Sia does seem to just do songs from films now, as well as all these. She's done, I think, Trolls and Finding Dory and all sorts of that. If there's a new film release, you've got a 50-50 chance that Sia's done the, the theme song for it. Mm, quite catty. Oh, you know, I love it. But um, it would be great to get a studio album from her again soon. One of Chris's earliest tracks, though, Will, was um, Kathy Dennis's Am I the Kind of Girl? Ah, oh, at my streets, yeah. Love yeah. Kathy Dennis. Hi, Kathy, if you're listening. Hi, Kathy, love. Hiya, Kathy. Oh. You're right, Kathy, love. <laughs> so, track number eight now Set Me Off. So set me off there, which has got a bit more of a dirty electronic beat going through it. And thank goodness the chorus kicks in, because otherwise that would be a very mundane track. Uh, yes, I agree. Yeah, I think it's another great chorus that knocks up a gear. Although you were shaking your shoulders during the opening uh, synth and beat to that one as well, which was uh, lovely to see. I wonder if we can get, I wonder if I can get a screen grab and put that on our Instagram story. Not without, not without my permission, you won't. Well, you've already signed uh, to uh, give away any any likeness or any any uh, recording. When did that happen? Uh, oh, you was uh, quite drunk one night. <laughs> it was in-person recording after a few bottles of Sauvignon. Oh, heaven. But great chorus. I think the middle eight is great in this one as well. It kind of just brings... It's a bit edgier. It's a bit rockier. Um, and I think as the album tracks go on this album, it's, it's one of the stronger ones. Right, but again, definitely an album track. Not that that's a bad thing. Before you write in, yeah. This is your new thing, isn't it? Before you write in, like we get a post bags and post bags of mail every week. <laughs> Royal Mail have to deliver a van and park up outside. Uh, oh, I've got a recommendation for everyone. I don't uh, an, an Instagram account to follow. I don't know if we've said it yet. I don't think we have. Uh, obviously, we're big fans of Charity Shop Sue on the podcast, and there's a new gal, mm. a new gal in town, Post Office Sheila. So do look out on Instagram. Perhaps she's not vocal yet. It's just pictures and words, but uh, very funny. Right up my street. She's not a real person. What? No, uh, that was more of a question to you. Oh, can you rephrase it as a question, please? She's not a real person? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't or believe... Is she a real person? I don't... Th- when I first started reading it, I thought she was... Mainly because she put this picture. This is not going to sound funny on the podcast. I'm going to take this out. She put a picture, a plate of her late night supper up, and it was oh, supper up. That's the most northern I've ever sounded. <laughs> and it was just a plate of chopped up pork pie, pickled onions, and cheese cubes. And it just looked like the kind of thing that you have. Absolutely divine. <laughs> <laughs> what would you you would call that a sophisticated buffet? Oh. Posh nosh. Put, put it all on a cocktail stick. Uh, before we leave this song, I should just point out it's once again the Ericsson brothers and Ina on this one. Track number nine now, and this is four. You were so grateful, I was with you, and I was so faithful. I stood by you. 
So that was full there, and I'm just going to go straight into what a great time to talk about the fantastic artwork uh, on this album. And I would go so far to say that this artwork is now semi-iconic in the pop music world. It is uh, black and white, apart from the girls' dresses, and they've all got uh, different coloured dresses on. Uh, But if you are familiar with... Uh, the subsequent singles, it's the same colours that they have on in the Up video for the, on their uh, stockings. Pop socks, whatever you call them. Pop socks. Pop socks. Uh, but it's uh, really, I really like it. Yeah, I, I think it's a great cover. I like yeah, the, the black and white with the colour. It doesn't look like any of them are stood or sat particularly comfortably. They're all sat or crouched or with their legs up in a really awkward way. So they are definitely positioned for style over comfort. Mm. Or perhaps, like us, they've just been to one too many, forced to be at one too many outdoor picnics lately. And, you know, you just after a while, you just cannot get comfortable and you find yourself in all sorts of positions. I was up at Hampstead Heath the other weekend. And, yeah, and you ended up, uh, you were stood on that hill and you ended up getting pulled off. <laughs> um, well... <laughs> What about Fontwatch? Fontwatch. This was the Saturday's default font for the first album campaign. Um, and it's a very wide, uh, very gappy font, uh, which is uh, really nice, actually. Yeah, I do like that font. Um, onto the track itself. I, likewise, I just it's that big, no messing around, piano-led ballad. Um, I just like. I just don't think it was needed. We We didn't have it. Not you know, not every girl band does that, uh, um, and I, we didn't need it from Saturdays. But uh, a good team behind this one, particularly Andre Lindhall, uh, Lindall, sorry, who has worked with Kelly Clarkson, J Lo, and on Maroon 5's "My Heart Is Open" featuring Gwen Stefani, which he worked with Sia, Rodney Jerkins, and Benny Blanco, amongst others. So he's worked with some huge names. I just don't think for us this was his uh, brightest moment. But before we leave this one, Will, this song is called Fall. You do like watching people fall, don't you? I do. And I also like falling myself. (laughs) Oh, yes. That wonderful moment when we met you in, was it, the yard. And you were so excited to see us all. You did the splits when you were coming down the stairs. (laughs) Bambi on ice. (laughs) Oh, and it was just before Christmas and I was limping around for a couple of weeks afterwards. Hobbling. Many years ago now. I love those videos that people set up when they're... There's like an ice patch on the pavement and people just film people falling over it. Absolutely hilarious. Particularly when it's the old deers with their shopping trolleys. Always give me a giggle. Quite vicious, aren't you? Quite thoughtless. Let's get on to track number 10. Uh, This is uh, like those old deers on the ice. Vulnerable.
was vulnerable. What a great time to look at fantastic artwork. You've done it, honey. Oh, shit. <laughs> not a fan of this one? Um, uh, it's not my favourite. It's not my favourite song on the album. And I would have to- I would have spoken about the album artwork here had we not had Fall just before. You don't think uh, our old friend's on his way back, do you? He might be. What do you think of the track? I like that it's a little bit off kilter, right from the off, with that how that guitar comes in and that beat comes in. Yeah, it's just a little bit. It's not quite what you expect. And I think the chorus, I think there's something a bit mesmerising about the chorus, but by no means my favourite track on the album. Uh, although there's some, some familiar and some new names behind this one. So Alex James, not from Blur, uh, who's responsible for Alexandra Burke's Bad Boys and some tracks by Alicia Dixon and also Nadine Coyle's Rumours. You a fan of Nadine's solo work? Uh, the bangers, yes. The other stuff, no. <laughs> not for you. Uh, also on this one, Matt Ward. Now, he has worked under lots of different aliases. Funnily enough, some of these you have worked under as well. Uh, so we've got Full Fat, Hot Snacks, 23 Deluxe, The MDs, Perfect Storm, FP, Global State, Boom Squad, Instant Flavor, Secret Agents, Switch, Mush, Shake Your Cookie, and Patroller. Well, they're all uh, quiz, na- quiz team names that I've, ha- I've used over the years. <laughs> the only one you've missed out is the Dead Parrots. <laughs> He's worked with Black Eyed Peas, Lindsay Lohan and Mary J. Blige. And there's also Nina Woodford, who we've definitely spoken about before, who's working with uh, previous stars of the podcast, Tom Jones, Sugar Babes and Sophie Ellis-Bexter. Uh, I'd, I'd like to mention here, I think these girls worked so hard through this first, while well, they were establishing themselves in this first album campaign, for the number of appearances on TV shows and performances they did uh, through the singles and for this album, uh, endorsements and adverts that they took part in as well. Uh, I think one of their crowning glories was they were they got to record the Comic Relief single back for 2009. And it is part of the re-release version of this album. So I think we'll do an If We're Lucky and play a little bit of that, shall we? I just can't get enough can't get enough just like a rainbow you know you set me free i just can't get enough i just can't get enough you're like an angel and you give me your love and i just can't seem to get enough oh, so that did fantastically for uh, Comic Relief uh, and did give them a number two single. And I think just when you record the Comic Relief single, that kind of gives you a certain status, doesn't it? You've got Spice Girls, Boyzone, um, Bananarama and numerous others. So it's um, that probably gave them another foot forward in their career. And as both as Depeche Mode fans, how do you think it stands up against the original? <laughs> <laughs> well... I think standalone, I do think it is a, uh, it's great to have this song out in a new way. It's, it's, I'm glad, I always think it's nice that it might bring more people to Depeche Mode, et cetera, et cetera. But I, you know, obviously much prefer the original. Got to be really honest on that. And it was number two and it was held off the charts by Right Round by Flo Rider. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> Uh, what I think is really interesting about this, though, Will, is that, of course, we spoke about Vince Clark 
on If This Is Love Because of the Sample, and Vince Clark wrote this during his short tenure in Depeche Mode. So he's been a member of so many bands. Can we technically say he was a member of the Saturdays for a while as well? Well, he also remixed Up. Did he? Really? Wow. Get him a pair of brightly coloured stockings. Can you get me a pair while you're at it as well, actually? Yeah, I, I'd make, I'd get it for you a Christmas box. Oh, look, the, the one that I can open on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And I can wear them to bed. And you can film yourself in a doing a TikTok, doing a sexy Santa dance to Santa Baby and put it out oh. on the internet. Uh, okay, we're on to the last track of the album proper. And this is Why Me, Why Now? So that was the last track on the album proper there, Why Me, Why Now? Uh, And for me, a late reprieve uh, from petering out uh, after Fall and Vulnerable. Dan, what do you think? Yeah, I do like it. From the very off, there's a first uh, note or chord or synth sound or all of the above that sounds just like Human League's Love Action. So from that moment, I'm brought into it. And the synths continue like that, which is amazing. If we were listening to the re-released version, it wouldn't peter at all because the last two tracks are Just Can't Get Enough and a Wide Boys remix of Up. So that would certainly be the solution if you didn't want something that's kind of slows down a little bit more. And maybe that was the intention when they re-released it. Yes, quite right. Uh, behind this song, old friend of the podcast, Hannah Robinson, who amongst working on many other things, worked on uh, tracks by S Club Juniors and S Club 8. So friend to Frankie and Rochelle there. Uh, you've also got Alex Cartana, or Cartana, who uh, actually was originally going to release this song. She um, worked on the Lee Cabrera dance song, Shake It, Move a Little Closer, uh, and also worked on some of the music for Disney's The Lion Guard. Have you seen any of that, Will? No. Oh, something to, something to put on your long list for uh, Disney+. Plus. Uh, and produced and co-written by Paul Statham, who worked on Kylie's Your Love from Fever. Ah, that's nice. So that's it. That is Chasing Lights by the Saturdays. Uh, But we've got some further listening to talk about, haven't we, Dan? Yes, we have. And of course, we are, as I said before, we probably are going to touch on those other albums. I will need to do my research. So we are going to very much stick to this era of the Saturdays. Uh, And Will, I'd love to invite you to go first. So for my one, I've gone for the B-side from Up, which is a banging cover of the Nolan's hit, Crashing Down. Now that is brilliant. I just that's uh, the most dance pop we've gone on this week's episode of Track by Track. 
but that's a direction the Saturdays do go much further in. But I think there's just so much energy and fun to that. It, I, I had no idea what to expect when you said a cover of a Nolan song. I think I was thinking of something, you know, like you know, everyone thinks of I'm, I'm in the mood for dancing. But that was amazing. Really, really enjoyed that. Uh, Dan, what have you gone for? So I, you mentioned before the Just Can't Get Enough single. Uh, I'm going to go for the B-side from that. So a lovely new song. Uh, at the time, this is Golden Rules. Oh, Dan, I'm so glad you picked that track. I love it. There's, again, it's more of an like electronic uh, pop song and it's there's something very dramatic about it as well. It's a very, it's a, for B-side, it's a big song. Definitely. And uh, I think there's a lot of tracks on here, even the upbeat songs, If This Is Love and Up, there's kind of a bit of minimalism to them um, and they leave kind of space around the synths, whereas this one just goes in with kind of a wall of, electronic sound which is fantastic um so yeah great one and cards on the table will you brought that song to my attention and thank you very much for doing so oh if i had a pound for every time you said that over the last uh 98 episodes uh i'd have uh oh we're out of time yes so that is our first foray into the saturdays do let us know what you think at track by track uk and if you'd like to give us a rating and a review on apple Podcasts. Please do, if you're enjoying what you're listening to, whether that be on a Tuesday or on a Saturday when we release our new music drop. Don't forget, we've got a new episode of the new music drop coming this Saturday. Uh, And a new episode again next Tuesday of Track by Track Proper. Dan, can you give us a hint of a tease? Yes, absolutely. So we are going to be talking about an English singer, songwriter, music video director and record producer. Uh, She had a very successful solo career, but she's also written for the likes of Blondie and Iggy Azalea, uh, and we're going to be talking about her second album. Ooh, that's interesting. Who's that? Uh, well, listen next week and you'll find out. Uh, so I hope you've enjoyed our first uh, journey into the Saturdays, uh, and do join us again soon for more Track by Track. Until next time, I've been Alison Moyer. And I've been Vince Clark. Goodbye. Goodbye. Can you believe it's taken us two years to talk about the hat? Oh my God. (laughs)